queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Well, before we get started with today's show, I'd like to do a little PSA. Um, the three of us here at Queen's Takeover, we're open for collaborating with anybody. We'd love to work with different wrestlers, promotions, podcasters, and stuff like that. However, if we make or we're made aware of inappropriate tweets or DMs that we have concerns with, that kind of rubs us the wrong way and we may not want to do business with you so i'm just putting that out there for everyone just fyis keep that in mind it's like it like it's like i said on a tweet last night it's like um safety and respect above all above everything all right so pointed it out to you too because i thought yeah so not yeah. <laughs> Basically, if y'all racist, homophobic jackasses, you are not welcome on our show. Enough said. <laughs> or pedophiles. Yes. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Ugh. Okay, so let's do a little celebration here. Um, I mean, we want to thank and take this time to start the show because this week ended the run in WWE of Soraya also known as Paige, one of the trailblazers of the women's division. Some say she was part of starting the Divas Evolution, or Divas Revolution, excuse me. And she actually, I mean, she did bring a lot to WWE and the and how the women's wrestling is just like make, help make it is what it is today. Sorry, I'm rambling. I know. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen her a lot because of her neck injury, but it's like she still had an important presence in the industry. And you saw like a lot of people just taking the time and just to thank thank her for her accomplishments and thank her for that all that she's done. So Jolie, I'll start. So Jolie, I'll start with you and everything. Go ahead. The woman got a fucking movie about her that will star Florence Pugh, who's now a part of the Marvel Universe. That says a fucking lot. So Paige has... I will disagree with her being the start. To me, AJ Lee, and as painful as it is to say, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Alicia Fox, and the women that trailblazed before were basically the spark, and Paige is the powder keg. Paige is the love child of all that bullshit. Paige is the punk rock of Lita. She is the mouth of AJ Lee. She is the style and grace of the Bella Twins. She is everything and anything the anti-diva should be. So um, she was the first NXT and Women's Divas Champion. 
can't forget that. She also beat AJ Lee right after WrestleMania. And she's a certified badass. You know, unfortunately, she did have some bad shit happen her way. And no one deserves tapes to be leaked. Mm -hmm. And they made many jokes about it. Barbecue. I remember that one. Um... But, you know, I wish her the best of luck in whatever she does. I feel that, you know, me personally, like, I still cringe every time watching I see Edge in the ring or Daniel Bryan in the ring or anybody that I know that has had serious injuries. You know, you just cringe because you're just like, ooh, is that a bad move? Is that a bad move? You know, now when Randy comes back, I'm going to cringe even more. So it's like. I hope if she does come back, she does come back safely in the ring. And um, I think, you know, one of my favorite moments is not of her in WWE, not of her in NXT. It is of a young Paige and a young Becky Lynch dancing to Evanescence coming out to the ring in Shimmer. So watching her grow with Becky Lynch, watching her grow with a lot of these younger women, you know, She's definitely a trailblazer icon and do am I sad that they let her go? Yeah. Do I understand why they let her go? Yes. A lot of the managers today are getting physical. MVP, uh Sonia. I'm trying to think of other managers, but like Electra over in NXT, she gets involved. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the managers now are dual roles and she wouldn't be able to do a dual role because she would never have been medically cleared. So she can find somewhere that makes let that allows her to wrestle again. Good on her. Um, I will always say you you uh, if you get a chance to meet her, I never had the chance. But if you get the chance, do it. Always meet people that you want to meet. Uh, so, I, I, like I said, I wish Soraya Paige. The best of luck, and you know, maybe her and AJ should start their own fucking company away from WoW. To be perfectly fucking honest, because that Tessa Blanchard situation, fuck that company. Just oh saying. yeah, I so, mean, it's like yeah, they yeah, it's not a good look. So you know, just if there was ever going to be a woman to start a company, everybody's like, oh, Sasha Banks wants to start a company. No, if there was going to ever be anybody to start a company by scratch that could rival Tony Khan and Vince it would be Paige and AJ Lee just putting that out there all right Kayla um <clears throat> Soraya Paige Brittany whatever ring name you want to call her whatever because I know she's going by all of them um Jolie State is some of the, you know, the history-making moments she made. Um, first ever NXT Women's Champion. She would, Then she was actually the only person to actually hold the NXT and the Divas Championship by beating AJ Lee, which mm-hmm. I love the feud back and forth with her and AJ. Um, so many magical moments there. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to meet her yet. Um, I did, ha- at the time, she was at the same Comic-Con when I met Ambrose, or now Mox. Um I didn't have the chance to meet her at the time, and I kind of wish I did, but hey, it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, one day I'm going to meet her and just, you know, 
thank her, you know, just for her history making moments. And um, she is one that absolutely always, I love watching the ring, even the music, the beat. I felt like, you know, the music, her theme would um, kickstart things. When you hear that music, you're like, Paige is coming, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. um, and I recently today, actually, just because we were talking about her and honoring her, I recently changed my default ringtone to her theme song. So that's what my theme song is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just always just watching her in the ring. Um, I love the fact that, you know, she worked with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I mean, I knew who Sonya was, but then again, when she worked with her, made me like Sonya even more right now. Well, now that she's out of the official, I kind of, I'm kind of liking her again, but there for a while, I kind of just wanted to <laughs> Sonya, especially targeting Naomi there for the longest time. But, right. um, but the history making moments, I hated that she never got an opportunity to ever participate in the Royal Rumble due to her injury, right. which, but the fact that she was able to be on commentary for the first ever Royal Rumble, be part of the evolution pay-per-view which wwe we need number two what are you waiting for christmas she wasn't on the commentary she wasn't it was stephanie yeah she was yeah yeah stephanie was on commentary that's right all right all right well i was gonna say i know that one that was in philly (laughs) (laughs) evolution Um, i think she was on evolution one i think um it was something that she was on commentary whatever regardless we need evolution too steph get with it exactly um but with that being said, I'm going to agree with Jolie. You know, AJ, Paige, two phenomenal female wrestlers. You ain't got to wrestle, you know, maybe here and there, but start your own company. Open it up. And you think that WWE and AEW and these other wrestling promotions are chomping at the bit, trying to, you know, kind of outdo each other? Imagine if those two opened up their own permission, uh, promotion. Those two would be going, huh, huh, you know, <laughs> talking about someone flipping out. But no, right. um, thank you so much, Paige, Soraya, for everything you've done for your history making moments. Um, you will always be my favorite, one of my favorites. Um, fighting with my family, you actually get to see, you know, where you started from the end, how people called you, you know, um, a nerd geek, you know, just the different names and stuff that they were bought upon you. And, you know, but get out there, strive. Rather, it's make your own promotion, wrestle somewhere else, just make history somewhere else that's going to make you happy. Because I know wrestling made you happy. And um, us fans stand behind you. So, mm-hmm. um, and also, I don't know if you ever listened to this, but if you ever feel like, you just want to talk wrestling or, you know, bullshit, bullshit around with three awesome ladies, make us, hook us up on Queen's Takeover. We love to hear your <laughs> wrestling stories. We love to hear, you know, dream matches you may never have gotten, um, you know, just different things. Because we love to hear, um, like we said at the beginning, you know, we love to always interview wrestlers. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear, you know, what got you into where you are today. So. So thank you, Paige. Thank you for everything you've done. And also I'll agree with Jolie. Am I upset that they left, you know, let her go? Yes. Do I understand? Yes. So, you know, but wherever you go, Paige, whatever your next step is, 
I know you're coming up with a star cast and all that stuff in SummerSlam, but whatever your next step is, take care of yourself, be careful, and just remember, keep finding what you believe in most, but in the process, just be safe. Definitely. Uh, I love the fact that uh, she was like the anti-diva, like like Jolie put it. It's like you put her in the conversation with Lita, AJ Lee. It wasn't like the prim and proper, like pretty dress, like prancing down to the ring and everything. It's like the attitude. It's like the attitude and everything that came with it. What? Although I remember that, um, cannot remember who stole her clothes, but they stole her clothes and she had to come out in the polka dotted dress and dress like a rosebud that one time in the ring. I remember that. <laughs> that when you were talking about dresses and stuff, that's what popped in my head. And I was just like, oh, poor Paige. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but she it's rocked like, it though. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I always loved the rocker, the badass. And no matter where she went, it was always her house. I, I, I keep that slogan in my head and everything. Mm-hmm. I was irritated as fuck that I wasn't able to go to the Raw where she returned. It was in 2017. It was in Houston. And the only reason I couldn't go is because I was at Survivor Series the night before. Couldn't do two days in a row. Oh, come on. You're not Pussy. a true person. I'm just kidding. Ah, shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. I couldn't. Money-wise, I couldn't do, do I, I couldn't do two days in a row. I mean, it's like I did it later on with like World Collide and Survivor Series, but it's like, yeah, it's like I couldn't do two days in a row. So I was like irritated as fuck when she ended up returning that night. But I was glad. But I mean, I'm glad that for the time that she was with us here in the main roster and then like in NXT and everything, it's like, it's like she badass, like I've already said. And no matter what she's going to do going forward, I know she's going to be successful, but it's like whatever is happy and keeps her safe. But here at Queen's Takeover, thank you, Soraya. That's all we got to say. Thank you. Okay. Injury-wise, I got to bring this up because, and Kayla, especially with you, because you watch AEW more, uh, more than Jolie and everything, some people are saying that Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, excuse me, um, I mean, he's out right now, injured and everything, but it's like he's actually like shaved more wrestling years off of his life um, after since being in AEW, doing like a lot more crazy stuff and everything. So people have, people have been saying like, he maybe shouldn't have left WWE if he wanted to wrestle longer. What do you think? Um. I won't necessarily say that. Um, I do know since he has came to AEW, he's been doing a little bit more of his daredevil stuff, um, which obviously look where he's at. He's part of the Blackpool Combat Club with probably one of the most um, dangerous lunatics mocks that you could think of right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Depending how, I mean, I know he's injured, but depending how legit that injury was, it may not be so bad that, you know, people's put out there. If it is, then that kind of stinks. And, but I don't, I feel like he's happier where he's at now. Um, yeah, they're, you know, traveling more now. Um, they're traveling more, you know, going around the world, which gives everyone, you know, that's a fan a chance to see him. Um, but I do know that they've basically 
I know I heard that Regal had said if taking time off is what makes you stronger, then let it be. Because that's, you know, it's, um, at least if he is coming back, which, you know, I know he will. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think when he was in WWE, you had, he had those moments where he felt like he couldn't open up what he really was. And now that he have the American dragon, you see a part of him that you never got to see. Because, I mean, honestly, I knew who the American Dragon was, but, you know, back in the day, it's like, oh, so this is who Brian Danielson is, and, you know, get to see, and the fact that he's actually working with Mots and Regal and Wheeler, yeah, that's it, in the black. Um, and Claudio now. It, oh, yep, can't forget about him. Um, is it the fact seeing those three, you know, work together, and the three of those are actually, honestly, you know, taking Wheeler up underneath his wing, you know, when he was with best friends, you know, he had that kick, but then now it's like, and then you got Regal running it. Um, But no, I don't think he should have left WWE. I mean, I think he should have just not necessarily leave WWE the way he did, but if he's, or go to AEW, if anything, I think it kind of made him stronger because a lot of people don't understand, you know, what they do in those ring. Yes, the injuries are real, but they do is in the ring they're told what to do and and i think he wanted at one point said he wanted to be a daredevil brie yeah. brie might be in there with um brandy and renee and and becky and all these other people chomping at the bit when their husband's doing crazy shit but hey you know it's wrestling they're gonna do crazy stuff so um but no i think he's happy where he's at just because he's able to release it a little bit you know just work with people that he's never worked with right and, you know, honestly, I've heard people say that's an honor. You get to work with people you never got to work with. Like, you look at some of these people, you know, making up dream matches with AEW and stuff, which I have a new idea. I'm going to have to ask the EDS Sports Wrestling Department what they think um, about something, because I thought about something. Um, but I'm just saying, no, I think he's he's fine where he's at. A little terrifying with the door jumps and stuff, but if what makes him happy then he might I mean honestly any wrestler nowadays regardless if you're in WWE New Japan AEW Major League they're putting your bodies on the line every night each and every night you go out there and wrestle you're taking a year of your life away because you're you know beating it up so it don't matter if you're in AEW WWE New Japan Major League Indies hell look at our people uh, Brandon Kirk and Casey Contell death matches left and right you know think about it you know it's not necessarily just Brian Danielson, you know, taking years of his life away because he's an AEW. It's everywhere. It's every wrestler. Mm. So. But but couldn't you not argue that WWB has been a lot safer than the AEW crowd? How many of the AEW wrestlers are now injured? Adam Cole, Daniel Bryanson, uh, Jungle Boy. You have, um, who else is hurt? Fish, O'Reilly. Uh, Penelope Jane, isn't she hurt? Penelope. Oh, Penelope Ford? Yeah, sorry. I was thinking Anna Jay and Penelope Ford married them together. Uh, but she's hurt because I, because I said something. That, but WWE has been taking a lot better care mm-hmm. of its wrestlers. And whether or not people say that, I mean, that's at least how I see it. Like, AEW has let people wrestle with concussions. We haven't seen Rhea Ripley since she's been hurt. 
And yeah. now she's got a fucking heart monitor on. Taking care of herself. They're taking yeah. care of her. They have to be careful. They have to take... They're, they're, and I think if you want to do these matches, that's fine. But limit them. And yes, you brought up Becky, but you know, you have to add Seth in that fucking list too because Seth is probably saying, Becky, don't fucking do that. <laughs> or you're Charlotte right. Andrade, don't do that. Charlotte, please don't jump off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I feel when I watch the two products, and when I mean when I watch the two products, I do watch highlights. I do watch recaps of AEW. Actually, I have not literally watched any wrestling. I didn't even watch Running the Bank. I think the next wrestling I will watch is SummerSlam um, because I'm trying to see if she'll let me work that morning, but we'll see. If not, then I won't watch SummerSlam because Saturday is just, it does not go with my work schedule. But the thing is, like, ever since, you know, the, the biggest major injury besides Rhea Ripley right now and that happened in ring because I do not count what happened to Cody Rhodes in ring. The Him and both Bailey hurt themselves training. Which sucks, but that was not in ring. But Big E. Big E was the biggest injury, I think, that has happened in ring recently in WWE. In AEW, it's almost constant. Somebody's hurt. I mean, as much as I enjoyed watching Sammy Guevara get thrown off on a loop from that, you know, War Games set. You still don't wish him any injuries or anything. But the fact that he isn't injured, anything could have gone wrong. And they're saying, oh, that was an homage to Taker and Mick Foley. You don't want that type of homage. There, there are certain things that happen in wrestling that are once in a lifetime. And then you've got Shane McMahon that just wants to jump off everything. <laughs> and, you know, that's another wife that's probably like saying, I'm glad you're on that fucking ring, motherfucker. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, I'm surprised his wife hasn't, like, you know, jumped out and beat the shit out of him on live TV. But the point is, like, is, is has there ever been a show that has had more blood. <laughs> I mean, Mox is bloody almost every time he gets in the ring. And I have not been a proponent of blading for a long time. I mean, I used to love playing the first blood matches like in N64 and Xbox. But it's like, you know, knowing now that they would actually cut their cells with razor blades is like, what the fuck? Like, Ew, no, that is so fucking dangerous because you don't know what you're cutting, especially up there in your head. And I've got a scar on my head from hitting a tree and that thing bled so bad. Like it's, I I don't know if you, you guys can't see this is, but I've got like a, it's about like an inch and a half long scar across my head and my scalp. And, you know, you don't want to do that, you know, that was just I felt so fucking wonky after that I thought I was drunk like you know head wounds are fucking dangerous and you know Daniel Bryan coming back from his injury like or Bryan 
whatever the fuck his and name is. Brian Danielson. Bree's husband. Because right now, that's all he is at the moment. He is Bree's fucking home husband. He is at home, not making her go gray. Because you damn well know she's, like, sitting at home with a wooden spoon, like, you motherfucker. Like, I I, I honestly, like, you know, I, I feel for I feel for Brandy. I feel for Bree. I feel for anybody who has a spouse, unless they're in the business. I mean, I know technically, you know, Renee was in the business, but she's not. You know, like, hell, even Beth Phoenix, who isn't in the business anymore, I feel for her. Because she's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of him when he gets home. And you know she could beat the shit out of Edge. True, true, true. That's the one I can see. That's the that's one I can definitely see. But it's it's just I have seen so many more injuries this past year from AEW than WWE. And it's it's terrifying, like the amount of injuries. And then uh what is he taking care of them? Is Tony making sure that they're okay? Is he? I mean, we all know that he fucking let Matt Hardy go out and wrestle with a concussion. Yeah, that'll take years off your life. That 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 that's that's a CTE issue. And then everything with Jeff. And it's like I know, like he was like he. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote and everything, but he said in an interview that he actually had to stop Brian. Uh, stop Brian, like shut him down like saying you're not wrestling or some I, some I forgot the quote but that's it yeah that's all I heard gimmick matches are fine at a pay-per-view event but not all the time and that's all I see from AEW is gimmick matches and no, cause it- it's, it's not healthy for the wrestlers if WWE was pulling the same shit that AEW does, don't you think that the AEW smarts would be like, oh my god, they're so dangerous, they're so deftifying, what the fuck are they doing over there? They're going to get somebody killed. But when AEW does it, that was awesome! Oh my god! It's well, how could... double standard. No, go ahead. No, because I was like saying, because it's like coming up... Uh... Fighter Fest Night 2, it's a match I've been wanting to see, people have been wanting to see for weeks. Eddie Kingston one-on-one with Chris Jericho. You got the Jericho Appreciation Society um, suspended from the ring in a shark cage. I wonder where they got that from. But the match itself is a barbed wire death match. I'm not going to be able to make it through the whole fucking thing. And please, don't let the ring explode with sparklers again. (laughs) I don't think it's that kind of a match, but <laughs> yeah, but it's like Barbar. It's like because it's like Eddie Kingston is going into the saying that he wants Jericho to bleed and everything. I'm not gonna be able to make it through the whole match. Like I said, gimmick matches are fine. Number one, you limit them throughout the year. You don't put them all in all the time. That's what takes away from things. Like that's why I love the fact that Hell in the Cell is a pay per view, a specific pay per view. Because that is a specific match and specific structure that is meant for that. Elimination Chamber. Awesome gimmick. But it's only good for that pay-per-view. You can't do that all the time. You can't do Hell in the Cell all the time. You can't do 
TLC all the time. You can't do extreme rules all the time. I think, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so tired of these gimmicky pay-per-views. But they work. Mm-hmm. And the fact that AEW just constantly puts up barbed wire matches, death matches. I want to see him bleed matches, shark cage matches, war games matches. We love war games, but we like the fact that it was staggered. We didn't, when you oversaturate, it makes the product less. And I know that AEW is doing a lot of this stuff to try to bring in different viewers, but like it's making the product weaker, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like a, I mean, it's like, Kayla, a little bit of an overkill? Yeah, she made a point. Like, you know, WWE, yeah, you have it, hell in a cell. Um, you know, you know, it's going to be hell in a cell, actual match, you know, build it up. Extreme rules, you know, last time we had extreme rules, we didn't even have an extreme rules match, but, you know. Lame. You know, but hey, but she's right, you know. And I admit, I love watching AEW, but sometimes, like you said, you know, she said, I don't know how many times I can count on my, you know, overcount my fingers or my toes that Mox comes up bleeding. Regard, You know, it's just, I understand that's what you're into, dude, but dude, keep your blood, please. You know, it's like, uh, it's no, she's right. It's just, she's nailed it. I mean, WWE would do it. You know, AEW would bitch about it, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's like when part of wrestling community is like, win, win, lose, lose kind of thing. You know, neither side's happy either way, but I agree with Agree to disagree. What with the, how the, I disagree. I don't think we need blood in every freaking match you have. You know, yeah, and, and she's like, save it for your big pay-per-views. Maybe like Fighter Fest coming up. Well, no, not necessarily, because that's kind of like a, not a big thing. pay-per-view. It's just like a special show. So your pay-per-view is double or nothing. Save it for that. All out. Save it for that. You know, um, what's their other one? Is that it? I feel like there's another one. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. All that. Um, and Revolution. Hell, Yeah. Save it for those three pay-per-views, because you only get three pay-per-views during the whole year. Save it for that. Yeah. Yeah, fans will disagree. Like, they'll agree to disagree all the time and everything. No one's ever happy anymore. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, so bombshell that dropped this week. Well, not want to say bombshell, but another log to add onto the fire that of uh, Vince's uh, career with WWE was added this week when they started bringing out more news, thanks for the Wall Street Journal, about or like over $12 million in hush money has been paid out, multiple women, two multiple women and everything. And so a lot of fans, and actually myself included, um, it it's like Vince has got to go. You cannot have him in WWE in any kind of capacity anymore. Because yes, WWE is successful, but it, I mean, but it's like it's it's it, it's more like a canker sore now. It's like how can you? I mean, he's a brilliant man. He's done a lot for the industry, but it's like it's kind of a canker sore now to have him involved in WWE at this point. Kayla, agree or disagree? 
I'm kind of iffy on this, um, because, I mean, more things keep coming out, keeps getting leaked, and it's just like, then it's it's getting hard to even, you know, believe what's true anymore. Um, but if all this is coming out, um, honestly, I know he's part of creative, but I just think he needs to just to, you know, step away it all together. Let Stephanie control it. Um, I mean, I feel like he probably don't want to step away completely because he's probably feel like he don't want to be part of it. Heck, step away from the company, you know, work from home. If you want to still throw ideas, you know, to Stephanie and them, go for it, you know, but I think as far as he just needs to lay low, you know, if it blows over, it blows over, but it seems like more and more stuff is coming out. So right now, um, I feel like he just needs to kind of just lay low a little bit, you know, see what all happens. I mean, but it's a little crazy. It's a crazy situation right now, but I mean, it only seems to be getting worse, honestly. So, I mean, but I don't want to see him, you know, step away. I don't want him, you know, get destroyed because I've seen people on Twitter say, if Vince continues to do what he's doing, they're going to destroy WWE and they're going to shut down. Well, no, I don't think they're going to shut down. There's no way. Stephanie won't let that happen. So, um, but it's just like I said, it's up in the air. It's like part of me still wants to see if somebody's creative, you know, going, and then part of me just feels like me just needs to lay low. So, but Vince, dude, why is your skeletons coming back to haunt you now? Dude, who did you piss off? Whose cereal did you piss in? Apparently, I mean, apparently the NDAs have lapsed. That's why. Ah, that's why. They actually do have a, a shelf life. Like I did not know that. Yeah, NDAs can have a shelf life. Like if the person doesn't work for a company for a certain amount of years, the NDA is no longer uh, is null and void. Um, if it got brought up elsewhere, it can be again null and void. If somebody else brings it up, therefore, again, it, it's 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 a weird fucking thing. Um, like when I had an NDA against me for something, uh, I wasn't allowed to bring it up. I could speculate about something, and then if somebody guessed it, I can then talk about it. But for the most part, you know, NDAs are a fun bullshit thing. Um. But if, like, again, after a certain amount of time, I can talk about it. Uh, like, once I was, like, I think it's, um, I think it was like, honestly, I didn't give a fuck about the NDA and I talked about it because there's nothing they could do to me. I was already fired from the company. Um, and I went after his ass for sexual harassment. I don't fucking care. I will let everybody know that that man's a fucking pervert. He's a former boss of mine when I worked at the beach. So. <laughs> I have no fucking qualms of calling somebody out. Like, I got the money from the state. Fuck you. Well, once that check, once I got that money from you and that check cleared, uh-uh, motherfucker. It's game. Game's over. Game's on. So, uh. you know. But with, with Vince, in all honesty, I have been calling for him to step back and step down for a while now. Um, I, I mean, people... There are a lot of reasons people don't like theory is because there is shit about theory that is out there and people don't like it. 
they call him a groomer. It's it's a very fucking weird situation. I don't know what to believe when it comes to the theory situation. But it's like Vince just needs to step back. Whether he's a part of creative or not, he can be creative from home. He's not traveling with the company. And it's that. Now, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. If what happened was consensual, then people should just fucking stop. If it was not consensual and it was coerced and forced, then yes, you have all rights in the world to fucking rip Vince a new asshole. But if these women sucked his dick just to suck a 70-year-old man's dick, which, I don't know, is it like baby powder that comes out of it? TMI, TMI, and this is the lesbian talking this is the lesbian talking i'm sitting here trying to read something on twitter (laughs) still listening to her and all of a sudden i hear old man penis and baby powder coming i'm like thank god this this podcast is marked explicit because it's like shit she just took that i mean like you know but that's the thing like if somebody wants to do that that's on them and if he paid them to shut up about it because he didn't want linda to find out because he has a fucking prenup up the ass then so be it but again like i said if it was consensual and then they blackmailed him number one good on the women i I don't care if you go after a rich old man and and he says i got an oh uh, you got okay well i'll sign that nda you give me two million dollars but if it was forced, sorry, Vince, you gotta go. Again, like 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 Kayla said, it's it's very iffy. The whole nineteen eighty six thing about him possibly raping somebody, again, we don't have all the facts. And unfortunately, uh I know this for a fact that crime can never be charged in a court of law. Mm-hmm. It would be a Bill Cosby situation all over again. With him having to pay out a civil suit if it came out if he was sued by the family or the estate or the woman if she's still I don't know if she's still alive I don't know anything about that situation at all um but if you know in discovery if they found out then by all means the man deserves all the hell rained down upon him plain and fucking simple he deserves the Chris Benoit treatment if all of that is true but if it is not, like, you know, if some of these women did it on just for shits and giggles, then it, that's what it is. But like I said, if, if it comes out that he coerced these women, then he, he needs to be redacted, plain and simple. Point blank bottom line. So, uh, speaking of Chris Benoit, did you all hear what uh, Jordan and Grace said I, I remember part of it but remind me again please that oh, I mean, I, mean I, I, I saw part of it but remind me again that if Benoit uh, Benoit at, at his age like in his 20s couldn't hang with the 20 year olds today and they, they I'm sorry even fucking Meltzer said that was people were saying like, well, yeah, he he could uh, 
out your Omega could out wrestle him or all this. And then he said, yeah, Omega quit the WWE. Like as, as much as we loathe and despise everything that Chris Benoit did. Yeah. He could wrestle circles around these guys. He is that technical. He would actually be a professional wrestler. He wouldn't be a sports entertainer. He wouldn't be doing stupid super kicks. You know, he would be a fucking badass. It was like, because it's like, he he was like ground and pound wrestling. It's just like, it's like old school. It's like the old school stuff. Because it's like a lot of the old school guys, if if you put them like in their, the 20 year old old school guys, like, um, hell, it's like Booker, Stone Cold. Benoit, Eddie, and everything. You put him against the 20-year-olds today, totally different. Yeah, so it's like, I saw that. I was like, I normally, we normally do not talk about Benoit on this show because, but it's like, I, yeah, but I saw that. I'm like, Benoit, I think, I think one dream match I wish we could have gotten. Like, if we were able to do that, it'd be, Chris Benoit versus Brian Danielson. Ooh. Pure straight up wrestler versus wrestler. Wow. But, you know, I mean, it just, I understand why we don't talk about him, but, you know, for her to, to, to disrespect, I mean, not disrespect. I Let me rephrase that. I mean, to her, to her to say like, you know, his technical prowess is, is, uh, less than some of these guys today. Some of these guys today wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for guys like Benoit, Saturn, Malenko, Guerrero, Mysterio, Jericho, Regal, Booker, Flair, you know. Yeah. Hell, speaking of Mysterio, why does everyone want Dom to turn on his dad? I've been wanting that for a while now, but they kind of dropped the ball on it. It would have made sense back earlier when, like, you had Sami Zayn in his ear. But now, like, you don't have that Sami Zayn in his ear, so it's just, like, mm, it's it's not worth it. Yeah. Maybe down the line when they're ready to make him a solo. and, But right now, just keep him with his dad. Oh man. Hey, I wanted to ask y'all this. In 2021, I, I didn't see this until recently though, but in 2021, WWE came out with the their list of the 20 greatest 20 greatest WWE title changes of the last decade. Did y'all see that list? No. Do y'all remember seeing that list? No. Okay. I'm gonna read this list to y'all and and it's like, because a couple of them here, I said, okay, that doesn't need to be there. That needs to be moved up. Okay. So again, this is tw- as of April 25th, 2021, 20 greatest WWE title change, WWE championship title reign- uh, changes in the last decade. Okay. So at 20, you have Brock Lesnar defeating John Cena, SummerSlam 20- 2014, 19, Bray Wyatt winning the Elimination Chamber. In 2017, 18, Rey Mysterio defeating The Miz on Raw, 2011, 
17, Drew defeating Brock, uh, WrestleMania 36. 16, Daniel Bryan defeating uh, AJ Styles on SmackDown 2018. Uh, 15, Randy Orton defending uh, defend, defeating Drew McIntyre, Hell in a Cell 2020. 14, AJ defeating Jinder Mahal, SmackDown 2017. 13, Bobby Lashley defeating Miz Raw 2021. 12, uh, Roman Reigns defeating Ambrose uh, Survivor Series 2015. 11, CM Punk defeating John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, 10, uh, Drew defeating Randy Orton, Raw 2020. 9, wait, hold on. Come on. 9, uh, uh, Seamus defeating Roman Reigns, Survivor Series uh, 2015. Oh, I thought I had eight down here. Shit. Uh, hang on. For some reason, eight's not coming up. Oh, here it is. Eight. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeating Kofi. SmackDown 2019. I, think was, I still think that one was bullshit. But <laughs> Seven. Triple H winning the Rumble 2016. Six. Gender defeating Randy Orton. Backlash 2017. Five, Rock defeating CM Punk, Royal Rumble 2013. Four, Cena defeating AJ Styles, Rumble 17. Three, Daniel Bryan defeating Orton and Batista, WrestleMania 30. Number two, Seth Rollins defeating Brock and Roman, WrestleMania 31. Number one, Kofi Diverton defeating Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 35. I'm okay with that list. Yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm okay with that one as well because uh, definitely number one spot nailed it because that was Kofi Mania. That was honestly in the whole list was probably the most epic match. I mean, all of them were epic, but that one was probably, yeah, I'm okay with yeah. that. Definitely. No, it's like I was looking at the list. I was looking at the list. Yeah, number one top, topped it for me right there. Not a problem at all. But it's like the two issues I had with this list is like number one, Punk and Cena. I actually thought that should have been higher because it was only a um, number eleven. And then, and I will um, say I think what the Roman uh, Seth cashing in on Roman and Brock should at least be number two. Well, at least it's number three. I think that would have been kind of no, no, no. It's number two. It's number two. Oh, it's number two. I thought she said it was three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's number two. Uh, the triple threat at WrestleMania thirty was number was number three. I, why is Sheamus defeating Roman Reigns high so high? Because it's at number nine, and that was just a straight cash in. I mean, yeah, Seth winning it was also part of a cash in too, but it's like, but it's like. Sheamus and Ro- defeating Roman Reigns it's like that's number nine that's over Punk and Cena I don't get that I didn't get that one yeah no I saw the list I thought it was very interesting and everything well, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting list but you know honestly there's other title matches that I would put on there but um, again redacted um, <laughs> I'm sorry but that was still one of my favorite matches of that, that Wrestlemania so yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so Summer Sam's coming up. Friday night, they did make um, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey the rematch official. Kayla, you had some issues because people were uh, slamming Ronda's promo? Or I mean, with me working, you know, second shift, you know, always see what's after the fact. I didn't watch – I actually watched SmackDown yesterday morning – to catch up because I didn't watch it Friday because I was tired. But all through Twitter was like, Rome, uh, Rhonda shouldn't be in the uh, shouldn't be in the ring. She shouldn't be in WWE. That was the worst promo ever. This sucked, you know, just bashing the promo left and right. And I brought it up to my mom and she's like, why didn't she think she said she watched like the first five minutes and she went to bed. And she was like, let's watch SmackDown to catch up and just watch it. And there was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't one of her greatest, but it was, you know, she made it fun and she made it entertaining. Um, And I think what a lot of people probably had an issue with at the end where she says, oh, Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, you guys know where you're at. You know, don't doing it as a joke. If I had something to do with it, then um, one person goes, I can't wait till she, you know, leaves WWE for good. Hopefully don't bring her back. People. We've stated this before. She's came a long way from what she originally debuted. Not everyone's going to be perfect on their promos every time. Not everyone's going to be perfect on the ring. They all have their ups and downs and their falls. So stop with the bashing and, up, you know, upsetting comments. You have opinions, and I get that. But social media right now is so toxic about how wrestling community does nothing but bash wrestlers on different things. And it gets kind of annoying. If it wasn't for the podcast or the website right now, I wouldn't even be involved with Twitter and social media. I've come so close to deleting Facebook because of stupid social comments and stuff, people bullying, making fun of people, just different things. The only reason I haven't deleted Facebook is because I got family members says, I love reading your articles you write for wrestling sites. I love following you. I love, you know, being to see what you're doing. But it shouldn't be like that. I understand we all have opinions. But there's a difference between opinions, bashing, trashing, and different things. And I respect, as a Ransom fan, I respect everyone's opinion. Like me, and Jolie, we don't always agree. But we respect each other's decisions. Or choices that we, you know, think that needs to happen. And that's what you need to do. You need to respect, you know, wrestlers don't, you know, be rude and crude and then bitch about when they block you because you said something very harassing or upsetting to them. I don't know how many people on my Twitter feed here lately I've seen, oh my God, I got blocked by this person. Oh my God, I got blocked by this person. And for the dude that got blocked by Sergeant Slaughter, what the heck did you say to him to get blocked? Because, I mean, I've never met him in person, but, you know, Hopefully, you know, at the end of the month, um, I can, you know, get a chance to meet him because he's going to be at GalaxyCon. But what I'm seeing, he's the most humble, you know, exciting person to meet. What did you do to tick him off? I'm not going to call him out on the podcast, but I know someone that got blocked by R-Truth in Goldust. Uh-huh. I mean, come on, people. What what are you saying? But heck, I got bought by Sammy Guevara, but I don't care. But it was well <laughs> worth it. Um, but... 
I'm just saying, what are you doing to these people to, you Yeah, know, you still don't know why you got blocked by Sunny Kiss. I know, and that hurts me. But then again, I think I kind of know why it did, but I'm not going to state it on the podcast. I will tell you guys after the show. Okay. But, um, anyway, it's just the fact, I don't get it. You know, just have respect for your fellow wrestling fans and their opinion and your fellow wrestlers, because regardless if you love them or hate them, the Miz always says, if you don't hate them, then they're not doing their job right. But if you hate them, then they're doing their job right. That's what DiBiase used to say, too. Yep. So just respect. That's all we ask for everyone. Make social media fun, not where people bitch and bellyache about every little different thing. But honestly, do I admit Ronda's promo could have been a little bit better? Yeah, but she kind of made it fun. It was short, sweet, to the point, and funny. Yeah, it's like the most. It was like I never heard it. I mean, it's like it was very short and everything, but it's just like it was fun. Personality. It was yeah, fun. It was yeah, fun personality. She kind of hyped it up a little bit, you know, and that's what made it great. So I don't understand why people had such an issue with it. So people, uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, who knows. Rhonda isn't the best speaker, but she has gotten better. I mean, I remember her one promo before WrestleMania, and it felt like getting teeth pulled. I'm talking about WrestleMania 35, by the way. Right. Okay. So, like, you know, it was just like, mm, she, she, she's a diamond in the rough. She just needs a little polish. But, you know, like you said, people just need to just, I get it. And I'm going to put this out there. There is always going to be an actor an athlete, a person that has different thinking than you. And yes, sometimes we got to call those people out because it doesn't help in the environment today. But, you know, instead of calling out, try educating. And I know it's not our job to educate. But sometimes if you educate a person, it might go a long way. Rhonda is not perfect. Rhonda has said many things about the LGBTQ community, especially about the trans community. People were mocking the fact that she was wearing pride colors at Money in the Bank. We don't know if she's learned or educated herself. We don't. Nobody's asked her. Maybe ask Rhonda what her opinion is now. I mean, everybody hates Hulk Hogan, but we love what he was in the past. Mm-hmm. And the Sheik is just the Sheik. There, there's, I, how can you go wrong calling that man on on social media? Amen. Fuck you and have a nice day. Thank you. <laughs> so it's just like you know. Sometimes you have to educate. And like I said, it's not our job to educate because, you know, Google is free, people. It's free. There's a a search engine and everything on a phone, a Google phone, or or you can go, hey, Siri. I wonder how many phones just went off. Um, Not mine. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, educating yourself is free. Just just do it. And sometimes it might stop the hate. Sometimes it might 
get you to be more proactive and active in the community, stopping some of the bullying. I mean, the people that go after Steffi Hypes, one of the nicest people in the internet wrestling community, like, the fuck is your problem? Exactly. Sheesh. Right? Now, I don't care if y'all come after me. I don't give a fuck. I already know I got a target on my back. That's why I have a bat with me all the time. Yeah. You, you keep a golf club? No, we, we have one at the house if you come at me in the house. Well, no, we uh, have it when uh. we, because we got one, um, when we used to live in the condos or whatever in Anderson, we had to walk the dogs, like, at the end of the condos in, like, this little wooded area, and for the longest time, they had reports of wolves and coyotes coming up in there, and we didn't know they were going to attack you know, the animals, because we heard that they were attacking, you know, dogs and cats in the neighborhood. So I'm like, well, we didn't want to get a gun. So we found a golf club at Goodwill. So every time I had to take dogs out at night, I took the golf club with me. So we still keep it. Just <laughs> when we, since we moved into the house, mom used it to try to threaten the chickens that were in the yard. But yeah. um, we don't have them in our yard anymore. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do have a golf club. So someone else. Okay. Start. So that's where you got all that chicken from. Yeah, we do we do have a lot of chicken lately, but except today we had a pork chop, so. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <sighs> yeah, but. No, but it's like Rhonda has gotten better and everything, but it's just like people just need to chill. Oh, by the way, people, um, Liv just became champion like a week ago. She's never been champion before. It takes a while for her for for them to make side plates. Chill. What did it when Naya became champion? It took her what almost two and a half weeks to get hers. Like I two think. or three, yeah, two or three weeks, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. people like flipping out already. Like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. She's not gonna be champion long because she ain't got side plates. Honey, chill. She just became champion. That's like when um. When I uh, take example, Shayna Baszler, when she won the women tag team titles, you know, with Nia, Nia already had the side plates, but they had to make Shayna's because it's circle. Shayna only had the square, square. from NXT, so it takes time. I mean, it ain't going to happen overnight. I mean, uh, golly, people, chill. And also, right. they 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 can't do the eyes because that's kind of Charlotte's thing. So mm-hmm. they probably had to uh, agree on a certain. A new design, yeah. yeah so the design is probably going to say "Watch me" probably on it or something like that. I can see that. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they finally just they just finally put uh, Zelina's on for sale, which I'm going to have to wait because I want to get those. I, I need to get hers. I, I have so many I want to buy. <laughs> I have Natalia. I have Natalia's. Um, unfortunately, I hated that I didn't get crosses out of the thing before they got rid of his. You can probably but... find them on eBay cheap. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't get his, but I was upset about that. But oh, well, I'll find him somehow. All right. So speaking of merchandise being pulled and everything, we were talking about a little bit the, a little bit about this before we started court recording, but I am going to bring this up because I did remember I, I saved this. So ever since Trent, uh, Naomi and Sasha walked out, you've barely heard from them, but it's like both of them have been changing their profiles and stuff like that you've been hearing, hearing a little bit more lately from naomi or trinity the two and everything 
And I saw this on Twitter. It was something she posted on Instagram. It She said, the moment you put a stop to people taking advantage of you and disrespecting you is when they define you as difficult, selfish, or crazy. Manipula- manipulators hate boundaries. And so this speaks volumes to people like saying, oh, Sasha forced Naomi. She like forced her to walk out and shit like that. It seemed like Naomi had it up to here too with all the bullshit. It sounds more like it's towards Johnny Ace who has actually been kind of relieved of his duties. So because more shit came out with him with Vince, all that fun stuff. But Johnny Ace has been relieved of his duties. Mm-hmm. But you know, this whole situation, they need number one. I will put this right out there. The silence is bullshit. To me, silence is also manipulation. If you want people to know what's going on, put out your truth. Put out your side of the story. Get ahead of everything. But when both sides are silent and then, you know, you're slowly taking things off, you're getting rid of merch, you're telling them to change their profiles, or they change their profiles... And you're not being honest with the fan base. And there's all this speculation. And you need to be honest. You need to put your truth out there. I mean, I understand that they might not be able to. But you're going to have people... On like with everything that's going on, okay. They're the the rumors that they're going to sign with AEW. That kicked up a whole hornet's nest. That has diehards of AEW getting pissed off, and that's like that's gonna like you know maybe bring new faces in. But in all honesty, they're just gonna bury OGs there if they bring them in. Like we were talking before. I just feel that sometimes. If you want to say. Manipulation and consequences be damned. Well consequences be damned. Speak your truth. You have to speak your truth. Hopefully we will get the truth. But hopefully we will know what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, so. It's like a. Yeah, no, it's just like, um, it's hard not to, it's like everyone knows how much I'm a Sasha fan I am. It's hard for me not to say anything because I don't know what's going on. It's just been silence. I've been just waiting on more information, more information and everything. So it, it, it's just a whirlwind. But it's been more information now for months. Mm-hmm. And the holding pattern, number one, isn't fair to the fan base. Put that right out there. It is yeah. not fair to the fan base. Either you're going to fire them, you're trying to fix everything behind the scenes, or you're just going to let it go. But let us know. This is what's also causing turmoil on, like, you know, you have people calling Sasha, oh, she's manipulative. Motherfucker. No, you, you it, it 
it's just such bullshit that number one, Sasha seems to be the one that's getting the most attention out of all this. And there was two women. And Naomi Trinity is married to one of the biggest fucking stables. The husband of the stables. Jimmy. Like, number one, I'm going to put this right out there. Roman, what the fuck are you doing? Not a damn thing. Apparently not. I thought you had all this power, Honcho. Looks like you got little huevos if you can't bring his wife back in. Now I don't know what's I don't know what the fuck's happening on SmackDown. Raw seems to be doing shit right for some ungodly reason. SmackDown seems to be the one that's fucking up. Oh, big time. Well, I mean, now that Stephanie's kind of taken over, things have kind of evened out a little bit on SmackDown. But I mean, they're talking about a lacy heel term, which stupid. You have Shati being attacked on social media, making her quit social media. Now, I did critique, but I didn't put her down. Like, I felt those were dangerous moves, but I didn't go on the internet and trash her. I just let my opinions go on here, and then I let it go. But people constantly attacking her was bullshit. You know, it's just... So why people like and just I don't yeah I think it's fucking bullshit that that all the shit that's going on it's making Sasha look like to be the bad guy when we know she's not that this was a two woman decision and the fact that if a white woman did, I'm gonna put this fucking right out there if a white woman did this she would be praised but because they're black women they're yeah. getting loud and manipulative and all this bullshit you know no they're calling them they're calling them unprofessional when uh, a 70 year old man has all these allegations against him they're calling them unprofessional when you've got a married man drooling over other women Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay what you thinking um It's kind of going to be a different side of thing because it's been thinking about me on this um, different thing. Um, but as far as the whole Sasha and Naomi thing, like I said, I don't really know what to say. Because we've heard this, we've heard that, you know, it's it's a crazy chaotic situation and um, we really, really don't know what to believe. Are they really gone or are they gone? Are they not gone? Or is this just a big old way to bring them back in? I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's a crazy situation, and then the fact that the titles are just sitting there vacant kind of hurts, you know, altogether because they brought them back, and look who you know became the first ever champions, you know, for those titles, Sasha and Bailey, mm-hmm. like kind of slap in the face. Um, whatever the situation is, I hope they work it out. Um, Jolie did say that she did not want to see them go to AEW because that would hurt original people that's already there. Which I'm going to jump back over there and trying to figure out what's the deal of the rankings. How do you come up with them, Tony Khan? Because last week you had 
Nyla Rose as your number one contender. Number two is Chris Statlander. Number three was Tony Storm. Okay. Nyla lost her match on Rampage on Friday night, which should have put Chris Statlander number one. Nyla dropped down and Tony at least in number three in that area because with her still being strong. But the new rankings come out. Tony Storm's number one and Nyla's number three. Chris is still at number two. What the hell? That kind of aggravated me. So what are you doing with the rankings? I want to know how you fix them, how you figure them out. be honest with you, if you look at the rankings, the men's championship right now is pretty legit. I'll give you credit on that. Championship ones, pretty legit. But I'm not understanding the women's rankings. Where do you do? Did you just throw him anywhere because I don't understand that but anyway I just I feel like the whole situation with the rankings is stupid and crazy I will still say that thank goodness WWE don't have it but as far as Sasha and Naomi I don't know what's going on and like you said Kat you don't know really what to say you know you're a big Sasha Banks fan and mm-hmm. and it's just it's up in the air. Yeah. And in the fact, um, they removed her icon from Peacock. I mean, come on. I mean, I think can you get? I mean, I think I I'll switch him back and forth because Mom has Roman as hers, and I think I had Sasha at one point. Then I switched to Oscar when she returned. But then the fact I was thinking about changing back to Sasha. Well, guess what? <laughs> I can't. You know, but it's. That could also that could also be her saying, "If I'm leaving the company, you can't use my my likeness." Yeah, I don't understand that. That that could be her being petty cat. Just, I mean, I don't blame her, but I don't know. I I can't say say. anything. You know, we can't really. You're right. We can't really say anything because we don't know what's happening. You know, we really don't. You know, I've seen people say it's a storyline to bring them both back. Wow, what a storyline! You know, crazy to lead them off of everything. Luckily, I'm glad I got a Sasha Banks shirt out of the WWE shop a year ago when I did, you know, so I can have at least at least one of each of a horsewoman, mm-hmm. even though Bailey, think Bailey, I have the most Bailey, then Charlotte, then Becky, then Sasha. I only got one Sasha, but still, you know, um, I don't know. It's a crazy situation. Even, you know, any part of wrestling promotion with crazy situation, you just don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, but uh, do want to extend our? We do want to extend our congratulations to Wardlow getting the TNT Championship. That was fantastic, but that was also one lame ass excuse of a street fight. Also, Cora Jade and Roxanne, the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Thank fuck. Woo! Ah, <laughs> uh, Mandy, you're next. God, I hope so. I would love to see Double Champ. Yeah, that would that would be fan fucking fantastic. Oh, Kayla, I looked on the eBay real quick. They do have um, they do have crosses plates on there, but someone's uh, selling them for like two forty nine. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, nah. WWE had them in there for like a hundred. No, no. <laughs> oh, she's there too. Whoopee for her. 
No, Lana Motor Speedway today. It said I saw where uh, Bianca Montez and Nikki Bella was there. And AEW just posted this out. AEW's TBS Network Champion Jake Cargill is a guest of honor at the Lana Motor Speedway for today's race. And wait, 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 wait. Oh, they did that on purpose. Is a guest of honor. Is the guest of honor. And I want to say Montez and them. Hang on, let's see. They said they're the guest of honor, and I shared it. Did I share it? I don't know. It, they're the they're the guests of honor. I could not remember what WWE was because I saw it through Atlanta's thing. Grand Marshal. Where are you, stupid Atlanta Motor Speedway? I don't follow it, so I couldn't find it. Uh, yeah. so I'm going to say WWE has a better relationship with NASCAR than AEW. I know I saw it. I just can't find it. I should have shared it. But, but yeah, now it's saying that they're there. And I was like, wait, what? I don't care. Grand Marshal is James Aston. Oh, here it is. Honorary race official Montez Ford, Bianca Belair, Nikki Bella, and Michael Irvin are your honorary race officials. Okay. And the guest of honor apparently is Jade Cargill. Whatever. All right. Alright, let's wrap this shit up. Some crazy tweets. I don't have a crazy... It's like I have a couple tweets, but I have a quote at first. Appar- apparently quote. they took her around the track. They 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 took her in one of the cars. They took Bianca Belair in one of the cars around the track. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, by the way, whoever stole Bianca Belair's gear, fuck you. Someone apparently stole her Survivor Series stuff. Yeah, I saw that. It just... Okay. I don't know if y'all wanted to get y'all take on this. Jim Cornette recently uh, was quoted saying, Theory is a much better worker than Kenny Omega is and ever ever will be. The hell are you smoking, dude? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to admit I'm not a huge fan of Kenny Omega. But even though Jolie does call him ramen noodle head every time we talk about him. Uh, <laughs> right, now I want ramen noodles. What the fuck? <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> but no, I'm not a huge fan of him. But, you know, with him and being in New Japan when he came to AEW and the fact I love like watching him wrestle. But dude, Austin Theory, Theory, Money in the Bank, you're playing with fire, dude. Um, Kenny Omega would destroy and break theory. So if I had to, you know, between that, no, I think Omega comes out on top on that one. Yeah, but, that's the only one I would ever give a AEW the edge in on this one. Exactly, and no, 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 no. Omega definitely. If you put me up against Omega and Theory, I'm rooting and cheering from Omega. Heck, if that match happened, I'd go down to the ring and hand Kenny Omega some chairs and kendo sticks and tables and fire extinguishers and trash cans to help them take out theory that's how much i can't stand theory so no kenny omega all day every day on that one most definitely 
So Jim Cornette, boy, man, no. What you smoking? Because it ain't something good if you're thinking that theory is way better than Kenny Omega will ever be. Shit. Like, boy, bye. He has the possibility of being as good as Kenny Omega, but right now Kenny is still, he will edge out on top. Mm -hmm. But I will say this from like things I've heard from people backstage, Austin is somebody that'll sit down and talk and listen and learn and educate, whereas Kenny just quit the WWE at 22 because he couldn't fucking hack it. Just saying. That's what... Meltzer put that out there, and like I don't follow Meltzer. You know me; I despise Meltzer. But he he literally said he quit. He wasn't let go because everybody had this opinion that Kenny Omega got let go from the WWE. No, he quit because he couldn't hack it. Mm -hmm. So I I respect somebody that is willing to put in time, effort, and so I can respect theory when it comes to learning. But again, I will say, as of right now, Omega will edge him out. Yeah. All right, y'all got anything? I do. Okay. Um, before we jump into the crazy tweet that I saw that made you want to think, this one someone posted out, WSB Fun, which made me think about it and actually was true. The last five WWE raw main events have all been women matches. You'd love to see it. That's and I, true. And I, I love that. Um, I, I'm good with that. I actually sat there and thought about it and I said that's awesome. Most definitely. Okay. The next wonderful tweet. WWE have really flopped it when it came to Judgment Day. People these days really have the nerve to say it is better than House of Black. Oh, I got this one. (laughs) Let's see. They have an injury with one of their members. They had a major injury amongst the baby faces, so they had to turn somebody who was a good baby face, baby face again. So that was the ultimate choice was Edge. Edge, who is a better wrestler than most of the people in AEW, but I digress. Um, but that's how you set up a faction. You just if the House of Black is good, but that's like if you bought it off of Wish. That's if you bought the Brood off of Wish. You're talking about somebody who's a, a, a person who, in Finn Balor that has been the demon for multiple, multiple years in New Japan and in NXT and in WWE. You have Damian Priest, who went by, um, I think his last name was Punishment? He, he went by Punish for a long time. So he knows all about the dark side of shit. He's also Puerto Rican. They sure as fuck know dark shit. And Rhea is just as badass. And whoever this fourth member is, because they said they're not done. It's gonna be drawn out. If you, you don't just drop it. You don't just... The reveal of Rhea was a chef's kiss. The reveal of Finn was the bombshell. Finn cannot wrestle Buddy Murphy. Finn cannot wrestle Aleister Black. I think those would be Malachi Black. I think those would be great matches. Priest could definitely wrestle Brody King. 
And Rhea can run circles around most of the men too. So take several seats. Your uh your tweet is flushed. I have no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> enough said. Jester has nailed it, so that's I have no comment. Said. But I will say this, I agree with one hundred percent. Judgment day. Those people in there, like she said, you gotta build it up. And you want to look at it right now, whoever the fourth member is, you already got three of the most dominated wrestlers in WWE in Judgment Day, and you add another one, which a part of me really hopes. I mean, you got two male and a female. That's why a part of me, you know, Joy said, you know, a while back, we hope it's Liv Morgan, just to add a mix to that a little bit. And yeah, that it's going to be on fire. It's on fire now. It's intriguing. Um. But um, I mean, yeah. I love that that little uh, Eddie Guerrero throwback with them versus the Mysterios. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't was... gonna have Judgment Day beat the Mysterios in San Diego. Are you fucking stupid? But exactly. I like how they did it though. It was just like, Ex- yeah, <laughs> because that was because what made it more epic. Yes, they lost by disqualification, uh, you know, DQ. But it's the fact. You saw, you saw the heat. You saw the fierce anger in Finn and Damien to, you know, spark it even more. And that's what made it, especially Finn. I promise you, I felt like Finn was just gonna, you know, how like they can do like the dark, like you hear dun, dun, in the dark, and they come back and they're totally different. Part of me was just hoping that, you know, just for the heck of they would do that and the demon just appears because it felt like that's what was coming out after that little, you know, incident. Like. Oh, me. Well, hell, he's like taking on a kind of a new persona with all this anyway, because it's like he's wrestling in pants now. So I'm not used to that. But he looks good in him. I will give him credit. He looks yeah, good no, in him. I, I, he does. He does the fact, And the fact is, funny thing about it, give you a funny thing, when you, I didn't even really pay attention. I know he came out drinks. I saw his jacket, but I really didn't go, because I was looking at something on my phone, so I really didn't go past the jacket part, and then you text me in the group chat, Ben's wearing pants. And I'm like, my first instinct was, duh, he's wearing pants. He's not going to come out, you know. But then I looked up, I was like, looked at mom, holy cow, he's wearing pants. Mom goes, is, I said, mom, he normally comes out in that, the other type, the, like, the, the trunks thing. She goes, oh, shoot. I said, uh-huh. Finn looking good in them. So, but, yeah. Hey. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. Look. I got to push y'all off to end this segment because these two idiots really know how to take the cake. Okay, so on Monday, Liv tweeted out a picture of her and uh, Bianca with their championship belts. You got one reply from at Happy Corbin, a fan, not actually Corbin himself. At Happy Corbin saying, Britt Baker is better than both of them. And oh, 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 hold on. I ain't done. I ain't done. One more, one more, one more. And then a reply to that from at NDA Hook saying, Jay Cargill and Thunder Rosa are way better champs and would destroy these jobbers easily. Really? <laughs> Go ahead, Kayla. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I popped my hand up again. <laughs> Okay. Britt Baker. I ain't got nothing against her. I like her as a wrestler. 
but every woman on the WWE roster is 10 times better than Britt Baker. And to say that they're better than Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair? No. And then you're going to compare them to Jay Cargill? That can't do effing shit without her stupid team baddies? That she wants to recruit? That she wants to recruit more people because she's afraid of Statlander and Athena? You don't see Bianca Belair recruiting people to get um, for her people. She takes them on one-on-one. You see Liv Morgan doing the same thing. She might have a little backup here and there, but she can win her matches on her own. Thunder Rosa? Uh, everyone that knows me knows how I feel about Thunder Rosa. I ain't got nothing against her. But honestly, she needs more experience if she was to go up against Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. But please do not call them jobbers. Because special Liv Morgan, if you watched her NXT days, she worked her ass off in NXT. And I hated that she was not NXT Women's Champion. And now this fine, she's finally in the spotlight of SmackDown Women's Champion. And that's not good enough for you. We'll sit back. And Bianca Belair, she is the EST. She can run circles over half of the people in AEW roster. Including put Britt Baker in her place. She'll put Jay Cargill in her place. She'll make Jay, uh, Jay Cargill not kick out of the KOD. Mm-hmm. She will, matter of fact, it'll be more epic. Bianca Belair whipping Jay Cargill with that braid, and we'll see who's tougher, the fastest, the roughest, the quickest, the bestest when it comes to Jay Cargill. Know, if anybody's right? a damn jobbers, it's Jay Cargill. I will not call Thunder Rosa a jobber because, you no. know, she definitely not a jobber. But I will say this. WWE women division would run circles around Thunder Rosa where Thunder Rosa probably lose her mind because she don't know what's coming at her. And I will say exactly. that. But Jade, Jade Cardgill, uh, don't get me started in her. I know. Just, no. But I'm telling you this. I will admit the women's division in WWE, I will not say there's not a single damn jobber on that roster. Not at all. Exactly. Not even Dana Brooke. Yeah, she's 24-17. But, but that woman, day out and day in, works her ass off. I'm not a big fan of her, but Carmella is not a jobber. Zelina Vega is not a jobber. They worked their asses off day in, day out. You may not like them, but they worked their asses day in and day out. Right. Oh my so god. So learn the learn the word jobber. A jobber is I'm gonna make up a name. Hopefully this is not a real wrestler. All right, you go to New York and you got uh Dana Brooke coming out. A jobber would be Casey Kakimuka Chica that you put <laughs> off the street would be your jobber. Okay. I'm making a no one in the WWE division for the women is a jobber. Nobody. It, exactly. Total bullshit. Okay, so you you good, Kayla? I'm good. Okay. Jester. Court is now in session. The Honorable Jester presiding. Proceed. That happy douchebag and uh, whatever the fuck your name is. Jobber? Jobber. Hmm. 
I don't think you would know a jobber if it smacked you upside the head like the fucking bitches that you are. Liv Morgan has busted her ass 10 times more than fucking Jay Cargill. I will give Thunder Rosa her credit. Thunder Rosa is actually a pretty goddamn good wrestler. So she could actually hold her own. But Britt Baker, Britt Baker is only there because of fucking Adam Cole. I'm sorry. And Adam Cole is best friends with Kenny Omega and the Young Fucks. So, let's get down to business. Liv Morgan was part of one of the fan-fucking-tastic stables in the Riot Squad. She has made a name for herself outside the Riot Squad. And her old Riot Squad members have supported her in this journey. And Bianca Belair, she's natural fucking talent. Something that Jade Cargill wouldn't even know if it bit her on the ass. There are more jobbers in NXT, or not NXT, in AEW. Well, in NXT too, there's jobbers in NXT. That's because they're coming up. They're young. They're rough around the edges. But you have rough around the edges wrestlers in AEW. You have rough around the edges fucking refs in AEW. I have seen more refs fuck up in AEW than I have in a blind man's convention. So y'all can take several fucking seats. Take Tony Khan's tongue out your asses. And just learn to watch me. And be the EST whooping the asses of AEW's Jade, Thunder, and... Britt Baker because I'm pretty damn sure if there was a showdown between Jade and Bianca Belair at the ATL Speedway today there would be nothing left of Jade except for screech marks there'd be nothing Bianca would whip the shit out of her she would give her the KOD and leave her out on the finish line like the fucking boss that she is. And let Montez Ford do a high-flying high jump off of something land on her. <laughs> so, at McDouchebags, you're more than welcome to come on our show and argue your case. But I guarantee you this. You'll lose. So, whatever upside down you've got going on right now, because that's the only way you got to be living is an alternate fucking reality. Maybe go talk to Vecna, get your mind re-scrambled, and realize that what y'all said was the stupidest fucking thing. Guilty of being douchebags. Question. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love these days where it's like we just get on here and just bullshit and talk and just and just bitch and just gripe about everything. Granted, it does make long episodes for Jolie to edit, though. Love her. <laughs> eh, it's a normal Sunday. All right. Yeah, normal Sunday. All right. But next week, if everything still goes according to plan, next week we have the showdown that Twitter's been begging for for months because these guys can't seem to stay off each other's radars 
I know. I saw a TikTok with a bougie going to a movie theater, and I swear I saw Rev running away from him, but it turned out to be a mouse. Oh, God! (laughs) So, ladies, go ahead and get our popcorn ready, because you're going to need it. Well, we're going to see. Hopefully, everything still works out, and we can get these boys on here next week. If on not, that note, that's all. If, if not, I'm just going to spend the entire going. Wait, let me rephrase that. I mean, let me ask one question. Do they what? know they're both going to be on the same time, or are you surprising them? They both know. Oh, okay. Because it's like when I sent the invites, I said, I'm trying to get you. And it's like I told them both, I'm trying to get you both on at the same time. Okay, so they do know. So it's not they be- No. There's no run-ins, no, no surprises. At least because not from it's our like, end. Not from our end. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, not from our end. I'm saying that right now. No surprises from our end. But Rev is saying that Rev has been saying for two months, and I'll bring this up next week. He's been saying for almost two months that the win was bullshit because uh, the faceless ones got involved and he got hit with a burning crock. Oh, poor baby. Oh, oh! Please let this podcast, guys. Please let this work out. We, oh, I've been wanting to see this for a while. That's all we have for this episode. This episode of Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.